Welcome to Reboot Higher Ed. So today I just wanted to jump straight into some news that just came out just on November 8th uh, from the Lumina Foundation. And the Lumina Foundation has awarded more than 2.5 million grants to six states supporting adults who want to earn college degrees, certificates, and other quality credentials beyond a high school diploma. So for those that are not familiar with the Lumina Foundation, uh, the Lumina Foundation is an independent pr private foundation in, located, located out of Indianapolis. And uh, it's committed to uh, making opportunities for learning beyond high school available to all. Uh, the foundation's goal is to prepare people for informed citizenship and success in the global economy. So we have those states that uh, are involved in this grant. Uh, just a quick rundown of those states. It's California, Hawaii, Idaho, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Ohio. And I will put a, uh, uh, I will definitely have links to things that I'm discussing in the show and the show notes. Uh, so you'll be uh, easily uh, able to access uh, some of these things that I think will be very informative to you and you can dive further deep, deeper into them. But the, the one of the items that I definitely wanted to focus on is going to be a, a quick show today. Um, so thanks for your time. But is the population serve? The, you know, the goal is, is the adult students, the non-traditional student, but, you know, there has to be, there's always specific requirements of, of, of whoever you are as that student that would allow you to fall into someone that would definitely um, be part of that population that this grant would serve. Now, all of these states that I named all have uh, one thing in common. Uh, now they're going to have some different activities that are going to kind of separate them per state. But with the population served, uh, all the states have adults with some college experience who have not yet finished. So all of them have that. Now, Kentucky does not. Now, I'm located out of Kentucky. Those that listen to the show know I'm out of, based out of Louisville, Kentucky. Now, uh, Kentucky is adults with no prior education beyond high school. So we have all states. Now, North Carolina has adults with no prior education beyond high school, but North Carolina also has adults with some college credit, but no credential. So going back to Kentucky, we're the only, Kentucky's the only one that has adults with no prior education beyond high school. Now, if we just look and do some math within Kentucky, of, of, of Kentuckians of who are at least of 25 years old, 990,000 have high school degree, 618,000 have some college. So that gap right there, you know, on paper, that gap on, on paper, who, who I'm just reading this and I'm saying, okay, who is the serve? I'm saying, so the th population serve would be 372,000 in Kentucky that could, you know, that would be a population served by this grant. So 372. Thousand. Now we have six hundred eighteen thousand with some college, no degree. Now that number um, won't be impacted the way I read the grant by this grant because now, now one of the activities that's uh, going to occur in Kentucky is one act. You know, there's two there's two activities. Uh, that can uh, that money from this grant can service now, and that is, and, and I think this is a great thing. And I do not want to negate away the population that will be served. Uh, every one of those 
uh, individuals in that 372,000 um, can benefit greatly and immensely. And um, I think it'd be great for uh, the state uh, and some good things can definitely come out of this. So I don't want to negate that. Just bringing up one of the, the pieces that I feel is missing, which is the adults with no prior education beyond high school. Uh, and then they're, they're not that we're not missing. We have that one, sorry. But the adults with some college but have not yet finished, have, don't have a credential, have not have not completed college um, with any type of degree. Associates would be the first opportunity and the four year would be the second. So launching a, pub, a new public awareness campaign uh, and student recruitment efforts, you know, joining joining with state and local organizations. So we have those, you know, if I, I'm excited to see, like, you know, can, are we going to start seeing some ads and some definitely some things that might give uh, individuals that are in that population serve an aha moment of uh, time to move forward and I'm going to be supported and you know, okay, so now I'm going to be supported. Where am I going to go? So now one of the, the other activity is the uh, is the, the partner with the three community and technical colleges with three community and technical colleges to pilot enhanced adult friendly programs using the Kentucky using the work ready Kentucky scholarship. Now, you know, anytime these uh, anytime money's out there and these grants are available, it's important to do the, you know, the research on them. So we know those populations serve and uh, who would benefit from this, but also it's important to know who, who doesn't, who doesn't. Now with the Kentuckiana, with the, the work ready scholarship, um, and you know, for those that aren't familiar with that, uh, the work ready scholarship helps Kentuckian, Kentuckians who have not yet earned an associate's degree afford an industry recognized certificate or diploma. So it's available to college students and certain high school students who are enrolled in college coursework. Um, you know, you have to have you know, the, just the details and the requirements to be a U.S. citizen, Kentucky resident, uh, be a high school graduate or be enrolled in, or have, in or have completed your GED. And you cannot have earned a, an associate's degree or a higher degree. So, you know, and also to get that scholarship, um, you have to be enrolled or accepted for enrollment. And there are um, eligible post-secondary institutions that with uh, an approved program of study. I'll put a link to those approved programs of study as well throughout Kentucky, uh, the different colleges and the degrees uh, that they have that are recognized. So these recognized certificate or diploma um, or associate of applied science. And they would be in a high demand workforce sector, and that that was uh, came out of Frankfurt. So they they deem what those those are, and I want to dig into that. Uh, but you know those areas are it's healthcare, uh, advanced manufacturing, transport, logistics, business services, IT, and construction. So there's definitely opportunities, and with those degree paths, obviously it's one of the those are you know high demand, and it's a you know certificate or uh, diploma or two year um, and then into the workforce. So it's a great program. Uh, and again, don't, I'm, I'm not trying to negate away from any positivity that can come out of these cer certain opportunities, but I do have to address that having that gap of the, so we have the, not that gap, but just the, I think we're missing something with not having the, some, if you, because we're gonna have students that have like, 
maybe just six credit hours, nine credit hours, 12 credit hours. I went to school for a semester um, four or five years ago, 10 years ago. This grant comes out, uh, news comes out, great, perfect opportunity, but it's not for me. And it's not for me because, well, because I did enter into a university, a college, and I just, it wasn't the right time. Um, and since then, I've tried to go back, but I've got, well, I've got, I've got issues with going back. And it's not just a time thing. It's not a goal thing. It's a, uh, I feel like I'm being held hostage thing. And where I'm going with that is those that have listened to other episodes here, we know what some of those barriers are for our some college no degree students. All right. So when news comes out of this, you know, I start reading. And I'm like, oh, sweet. This is going to be awesome. Oh, they're not going to be served. OK. And, and the reason I was hoping that it would be is because if there was going to be specific dollars out there, I imagine a, a, a world that like, OK, so we've got these. We, we know one of the biggest barriers out there and we've talked about on the show and that's the bursar holds. So you have students that have entered into a university and then they had to leave. They could not finish and they stopped out for whatever reason. Um, everyone's got different ones, but, you know, we kind of uh, put those all under the brand of, uh, tagline of life happened. So life happened and they did not persist and they did not persist. And yeah, a lot of students do leave universities with a balance. And when they do that, it does keep them from going to another university. And that is because policies, and let's just say you know, locally in Kentucky, oh, I, I, this is nationwide actually, these types of policies, before you can go to another university, I need, we need your official transcripts and you can, you're gonna have to call the Bursar's office and get those from your other school and have them sent over an official sealed document, even if they do have a printout or likely maybe some one that somebody sent them uh, that has everything on there, they're still going to have to submit the officials. If they don't pay that, they, they don't pay the balance off, they're not going to get them. So they're stuck. So when we look at that national number that everyone talks about, that 36 million, and then we look at like down at a state level, uh, there's universities that are given the, you know, given that, hey, go get those some college no degree students. I think one of the things that we have to have uh, just a little discussion about, though, is uh, we'll go get them, but uh, we kind of help put them there, too. Just keeping it real. We're, you want me to go get the students, and, that, and that's great. And, and I know that we need to, you know, and those students want to, they, they definitely want to come. They do want to come. Uh, the thing is, they can't. Uh, and, you know, whether it's state to state or it's a, within a state, there are specific reasons out there that they can't. And it has to do with some financial things, of course. They, a lot of them, are, they have those balances. They're, they're not going to be able to pay them off. They're not going to be able to pay them off. Now, what some schools will let you do or some schools will do is they'll let you go ahead and enroll in the school and they'll put a transcript hold on you. This is a this is a practice at, at many not I won't say many schools, but a practice that I'm aware of. Um, all right, and, but you have to be careful with that because you could be, again, assisting with part of the problem and not solution, because if a prospective student, non-traditional, owes the school money. 
and they can't get their official documents to you, but you do have their unofficials and you let them enroll. Eventually, there has to be a payoff that they would have to complete before those transcripts can be sent to the next university. And thus, if they prog progress through at some point that will come up, there will be a hold placed on that student and they could stop out again. Now they're stopping out and they potentially have even more debt, but no degree. It's not solving the problem, it's, it, it's adding to it. It's not a solution. Their solutions are gonna come from, well, they're gonna come from all of us. We're gonna have to have to start having some conversations about, yes, we have some assistance out there and some programs and there's some funding. That's great. Let's piggyback off of that and talk about also who, who, who's kind of left out in the cold that we need to make sure that we are um, doing some wraparound services with these students, figuring out who they are, uh, getting them aligned, figuring out who has the availability, who has the desire, and then what can we do? And that, I think, is going to be a unique situation that it's going to happen different from state to state. But we're going to have to come together and say, OK, so policy wise, what do we need to do? And when I say policy wise, yeah, that means I'm saying university and within the state. What are some policies and some things that are out there that we're going to have to change and that we're going to have to tweak? We're going to have to look at retool and come back and say and what we're going to indirectly say as this university, as the universities, the colleges, um, from you know state government, here's what we, here's how much importance we see about you know in regards to the, to are some college no degree students finishing their education or completing that degree at the two year or four year, um, and and it's all on the bottom line, right? So here's the investment, and here's how you access this. Here's who it serves. Um, we're seeing that now. But now I say we piggyback off of news like this from the Lumina Foundation and say, so here's what else we're going to do. And there's populations out there that aren't always served by these uh, great um, foundations. Uh, they, they, there's such a need out there. So definitely want to I definitely want to applaud the Lumina Foundation and the work and the people that are involved and support the to support the Lumina Foundation and the money and the, all the time and effort. Um, and then also just, you know, locally, uh, you know, we have, you know, the Kentucky Council for Post-Secondary Education. And there's a lot of hours and time that go into planning and trying to do this the right way. And, you know, and you can't fix everything at one time. So what I'm saying, again, call to action is, okay, so next, what are we going to do um, to really make sure that the programming out there it is available for the some college, no degree students is being used. And if it's not being used, what do we need to do? Um, can we piggyback off of the uh, activities that the Lumina Foundation uh, dollars, you know, and, you know, in Kentucky are going to serve and say, OK, so let's we're going to be educating non-traditional underserved population students on how to navigate their way back to the university. What are some other things that we can go ahead and put in there and pair with that? make sure that others are aware, you know, that this is, if this does not serve you, um, this does. So it could be that bright, shiny object, the news from this um, grant, be the bright, shiny object, and there can be a residual impact on the populations that it didn't serve if we're strategic about it. And um, I just wanted to get on today and 
and just and kind of put that out there because I think that you know just because we have a population that's not being served doesn't mean we can't leverage the opportunity for the population that is being served to make sure there is a residual impact to get those some college no degree students back into the classroom showing them the pathway whether it's online or seated courses and then make sure that there's also some resources to to uh, battle the barriers that we do know that are there and that are now we're starting to have discussions about, which is great. And one of those biggest ones is the Bursar Holds. They're being held hostage at another university. It's a, it's a, it's universities. What are we going to do? State, what are we going to do? Some things out there that we need to talk about. And I also think employers are, can be a big piece of this too. So when we have uh, dollars set aside for for employees to use to go back to school, hey, let's start factoring in what the exact exact cost of attendance um, might be for a non-traditional student uh, versus a traditional student. Um, And when you factor in budgeting for any type of tuition reimbursement programs you might have, knowing the demographic within your own organization you're going to be served. So I'm talking about some of those entry-level positions and things of that nature, where if you did an audit, you realize that, you know, not, you know, we have high school degrees, you know, obviously in many organizations, but yeah, we do have a lot of some college, no degree students. How many do we have? You know, um, is there a survey we can give to see like, what would be the reason that you're not going back to school? All right, there's a transcript hold. Oh, there are another school money. Okay. Can we figure out how much money that is? All right, now we know that. Can we build that in or can we look to develop some money or dollars together? Um, you know, I, you know, I, again, this is, I'm, I know I'm pieing in the sky here. <laughs> and I know this is all, this is utopian society that I'm creating just in my microphone. But I do think we have an opportunity. I think we can leverage this uh, great news and continue to move forward uh, with the progress of, of that attention and the, sh- the light now shining on that some college, no degree, the non-traditional students and those that have not made the transition from high school into college as of yet. So um, everyone, thanks for tuning in on this uh, uh, episode. I said it was going to be a short episode. Well, it's, it's under 20 minutes. Uh, so thanks for tuning in to Reboot Higher Ed and have a great rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in to Reboot. Hey, if you got some value out of today's show, please don't forget to leave me a five-star review as that assists me bring this podcast to more who work in the enrollment management field, particularly those that work with the some college, no degree, and graduate students. Also, don't forget to check the show notes as I do have contact information for anyone that was on the show as well as for myself. Thanks for tuning in to Reboot and have a great rest of your day. 